what was it? Music video? What was it? This uh, was a music commercial? video for Cardi B. Oh. Okay. 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 I get it. I don't think I want to get any more specific on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That's no, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not her fault. Yeah. Right, right. Or was it? Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to the Camera Department Podcast. My name is John Yamas and I'm here with my co-host Alex. Good afternoon, people. Today is a special day. We are introducing guests into our podcast. Our first guest is Zach. He's a first AC from Miami. I'll let him introduce himself a little bit more. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I mean, the choice was limited, but I'm glad someone said yes. Yeah, you know, with this Corona stuff, I'm probably <laughs> the only one that wanted to come out right now. <laughs> he is six feet away from both of us, so we're good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or three. <laughs> Something. But um, how long have I been doing this? I've been doing this now for like five years years five years more or less and um ac transitioning into steadicam op okay That's nice but mm-hmm. let me ask you you've been doing this for five years but did you start as a first camera system? i did not i did not how did you how in did the get film into the industry business? for so how five you... years so um i was blessed to to meet mark pulaski okay um, not naming names on the show okay Oh hell yeah! Let's name some names. Yeah. Name what are we? Names. What are? What's the restrictions here? Can no, I curse? No restrictions. You can curse. You can talk about Alex's mom. Whatever you want. <laughs> it's all you. Um. Well. Oops. We just can't kick the tables. No kicking the table. So, it began with that meeting Mark in in college. Um. Got a PA job, working on Doctor Miami because I met oh, him. Oh wow. Yeah. So did that for a few months. Um, and then did, you know, odd jobs here and there in between, still working as a PA, and then eventually got on to I Am Frankie. And, and I that's think where you met Danny. That's where I met Danny oh, Garino. Oh, oh. We How didn't many say times? his last name, though. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Guess what? Catch out the bag. Sorry. <laughs> My bad, Danny. I used your government name. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Um, so, yeah. But, no, I think what really, like got me into camera department was bringing john mandarins and orange juice oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Juice that was the, that was the secret <laughs> <laughs> that's why we became really good friends <laughs> orange juice in the morning oh yeah okay. no <clears throat> but besides that no i i enjoyed meeting everybody on the crew like in the morning i had to give out walkie talkies so labeling the walkie talkies and then going through the call sheet going to breakfast in the morning and then Walking around calling people's names is like the best way to put a face to name and learn people, uh, you know, introduce myself to people yeah. and That's become familiar. That's one of those sets I, I did like the, the, the times I was able to day play on that set. And I would go to breakfast and they had the little juice bar. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of things that when you go to those bigger productions, it has them. So it's, it was nice to know that there was a Miami-based production company yeah. filming for Nickelodeon and they actually had that. Yeah, that definitely sure. was a, a, a great production to work with. I met a lot of um, cool people, Zach being one of them, um, Danny not being one of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, Zach started off with, you know, with myself and with Danny because Danny was actually the the second AC. The lead. The, the only. <laughs> he was the only uh, second AC for a. Three, three units? 
three yeah, yeah. three camera shoot um i was uh head ac in 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 the production um and then we had a couple other acs um and just knowing zach you know he he you could see he wanted to be in the camera department um and he i don't know how he did it but that season he he wiggled his way into the camera department because oh, he was yeah. there as a PA. And I don't, we, and after the first day where we saw how he was working as a second AC, not knowing what he was doing, because this is, you know, he was a PA, so he wasn't, man, we we, we took him under our wings and it was... Kidnapped the, me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much kidnapped. I think I think production had a problem oh, with it. Oh, production was so mad. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was, hey, we, we, we need him. You know, we only have a, one second AC for three cameras, you know, so we're going to take him. And yeah, we had him all 50, 50 or 60 days that we worked on that shoot. And I thought that was awesome. That was awesome that we oh, yeah. were able to, you know, to train someone pretty much from the ground. Seriously, the ground though. Floor. Yeah. Yeah. And learned a lot um, and still managed to do everything I needed to do PA wise. So they really True. couldn't be mad at me. True. You know, True. so um, and that was a great team to learn from. Randy is a hell of a guy. He knows his stuff. And his his energy being around the crew is he's not the person to raise his voice at you. No. And that's no. the energy you need on set. You know, somewhere that kinda pushes you along but in and Randy in a good is, way. Randy is a DP on the series, just you guys are wondering. Yes, Correct. yes. Randy Valdez, just in case. Oh, so I we think, are dropping. I think his last, last name spelled with a Z, but whatever. <laughs> um yeah, he's He's one of those DPs that you like to work with because the atmosphere is always fun. Right, know? And right. I think that, that I'm sure that helped you wanting to get into the camera department. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And Billy. And Billy, Billy Wells. Billy Wells, man. Billy Wells. That yeah. guy is, yeah. I learned a lot from him on, on those shoots. Mm -hmm. and he's just, he's an outstanding person, human being. Seriously. You know? Someone that you want around because he's, he's not one of, he's not one of those people that have a problem with teaching. He yeah. will teach you, and he, you know, he just wants you to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's the way it should be because I think the more yourself to self, you know, no one wants to be around you. No one wants to work with you. But the more you share, the more knowledgeable that you want to um, partake into others. I think that really makes a difference, and it brings a uh, a joy to set because you could ask a million questions, and they'd be like. With the same smile, the same energy, everything, every every single time. Absolutely. So uh, we're gonna start off now um, with uh, our gear talk. We're gonna talk about today. We don't want to talk more about Zach and ask him a little bit more questions, like our listeners can know. I think I think we have a good topic to talk about with Zach. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think you need to stop. Bear dung. Bear dung. Yeah. So we're going to start off a, a new segment today called Gear Talk. And what's today's gear topic? Today's gear topic is about pelicans and bags. That's a good that's a, that's honestly a good essential part of a AC's kit. Back, uh, what are you rocking? I am rocking a O'Connor bag. O'Connor? O'Connor. Wow. Oh, yes sir. We're, and just to mention we're not being sponsored by O'Connor, but John but I mean, if they want to, But if O'Connor wants to send us some bags to try out. <laughs> yes. We will put them through. I will happily. Absolutely. <laughs> put it through the works. So let me ask you, um, Zach. Yes. What got your attention 
and getting the O'Connor bag. And getting the O'Connor bag. It's um made of I think it's hundred percent leather. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Don't quote me. <laughs> okay. Well, but we're not sponsored by them, so it's all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> they can send us the specs. Yeah. Um it's a good quality bag though, at the end of the day. Um it's pretty large. I can fit a whole O'Connor head inside of the uh, uh of the bag. Um lots of pockets and um yeah, it's rugged, man. I need it. Okay. I myself, I liked I like the Ari bags to be honest. I have a large and a small. The large bag I barely don't use, but I always have it on set because I that's where I keep all my little stuff, extra mm. tape and label maker mm-hmm. and tennis balls if I need any extra ones. Um, extra chalk markers is like my backup to my backup. Yeah. And then I also have my run bag, which is a small Ari bag. Because mm-hmm. Ari makes a small, medium, and large. So I have the large one just there. And I have my small one. That's my run bag where I put everything. My go-to, you know, batteries, slate, um, pancro, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I do have a front box, too, which that's where I keep most of the essential stuff. Everything has a home on my cart. So if I'm on the run, I'm on the go. But my run bag is the one that's always next to me. Right, right. John? Yeah, I actually own two um, sin bags. Sin bags. Yeah, I own the large one and the and the Jimmy. Um, and to be honest, the Jimmy's usually the the bag that I take with me. You know, that's my run bag. That's my you know quick little accessories that I would need. Um, my large bag I don't use as much as I used to. I'll be honest, but it's definitely still on my cart. Um, it has everything I everything that I don't use every day is pretty much in there and, and and I love the the compartments that it has it has two you know separate bags you know it has a bunch of compartments on the lid um, so it's definitely my you know I, I need to have it whenever I travel whenever I you know if, if I can't take my cards or whatever it is I always want to have that bag with me and, yeah and, and the quality of the bag is just it's it's rugged it's it's a great rugged bag um, you know it has a nice you know, hefty, hefty uh, st- uh, shoulder strap. strap, you know, so it's it's a great bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I love my Ari bags, but there's certain jobs that I do for travel jobs that I can't take them. Yeah. But I take my Cine bag, um, book bag. Oh, love it. Yeah. I kid you not, I've done several jobs where out of the country and even out of the state where I pack everything in there that I know are the essentials. And I've weighed the bag and weighed, weighed the bag with everything inside and I've got it up to like sixty pounds. Yeah, yeah, those bags, with with all the gear that we need, yeah, those those bags, they hold. And I love all the pockets and stuff. Weight, a lot of like weight. little zipper. It's it's just one of those so great things for especially for traveling and stuff. Um, do you use Do you ever use Pelicans? Because I know some ACs do use Pelicans to put their mad boxes and stuff like that. But I think it's just on the job. Because look, a good example, Danny. Danny loves to use Pelicans for his kit uh, run bag. Okay. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. And I think, uh, Zach, you actually do that too, right? Or I you, used to. You used to? I used, used to. to. But um, the problem with that for me was mobility. If I wanted to sling... Because, um, you know, you always have to carry... Another, it's not just enough to have one run bag. You know, you kind of need that second one for batteries or whatever. Yeah. But to carry a lot of things, I'm slinging something over my shoulder or... 
But it depends you, if you have a second or not. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually have a second. Yeah. I'm hauling a lot of things. That's a luxury in some in, jobs. In Miami, <laughs> in Miami, I feel in Miami, a second AC is definitely a luxury. Like, yes. You don't get them all the time. Right, right. And when you when you do, it's a blessing. And if not, they're on their phone, man. You don't know what to do. Like, like, like Dan. Like Dan. So carrying a pelican it takes that whole arm to carry that one thing yeah. so i need something with uh, uh yeah, with a, a strap, strap you know that i can just throw I, my shoulder I, and I, go. Do, I like that option but also do, i think it depends on the job okay because i've also started to do um is bring my own apple box to set because there's certain jobs where i think it's more that i need it than i want it because sometimes believe it or not there's jobs music videos if anything where grip and lighting don't have enough apple boxes they have like yeah. two or three mm-hmm. and then to take one from them is kind of like ugh. right and then many times when they need it and they know you have one they ask you they don't just take it because mm-hmm. when it's theirs they just grab it yeah yeah you know um and i think it's just easier for me to have my own and not have to deal with them or sometimes you know how you leave it behind many times they'll pick it up for you and they bring it back to you but there's other jobs where you are using their apple box and you leave it behind they don't like it <laughs> yeah yeah because you're moving and you're, you're, you're thinking camera because you have to be next to dp and camera so you you have two hands you can't take camera and your monitor and the apple box so you leave it behind and many times they don't like that and i get it but um it's good to have your own because you leave it behind doesn't matter yeah oh, and, and definitely um you know making the way back to the pelicans the pelicans i think are um, I love them. I, yeah. I have all my gear in Pelicans. Yeah. You know, the only things that I have, you know, like little arms and stuff like that in my, in my bags. But Pelicans, you know, I have on my follow focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's so many different ways you can customize a Pelican to fit any of anything you want. Yeah. And I and I think it's good to mention that we're when we speak about Pelicans, we're talking about the actual Pelican brand. Yeah, and not imitations. No, yeah, I don't, I don't, because even there's there, I, I've seen some ACs and other people who are coming up, and I, and I'm not trying to. Um, um, no, we were all there. Yeah, we, we all needed to get those cheap, <laughs> cheap harbor freight, harbor, harbor freight, freight, harbor freight uh, and those are great for certain things. Yeah. But it is also taken into calculation and considerations. You know, I remember seeing a post recently where a pelican caught on fire and there was a red inside, and pelican burned melted on the outside but on the inside that was perfect. that red was still in the same condition yeah prior to the fire yeah and on top of that not only are i don't think they're fireproof i'm not sure if that's something that they but they're they're waterproof yes they're waterproof they're waterproof so anytime you're on a boat especially here in miami when yes. we go do a beach job or or we do a boat job dude they're those are great to have because if anything ever happens you know you know as long as you can locate that bag you know, everything inside is going to be great. And one thing I do love about Pelican is their warranty because it's lifetime warranty. Because to break a Pelican, you really have to yeah. bang the crap out of it. And recently, last year, I remember I did a job in Puerto Rico and I took a Pelican with a monitor case inside, a 24-inch, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And when we came back, we realized the Pelican was broken. So who knows what TSA did. Not TSA. Um, yeah, whoever. You know, the, the airlines. The, the airlines. And called um pelican right up hey look this happened how no idea airline and they just replaced it no questions asked and that's something something to show that they stand by the product yeah because when i first started like you said we all we were all there 
And now I go home. I kid you not. I have 40-something Pelican cases of different sizes. And I love the brand. And they're pricey. I'm not going to say no. No, yeah. But I'd rather invest my money in something good that's going to last and it's going to take the beating it needs to do take every single day. Yeah. No, some of the Pelicans that I have here are almost 10 years old. Wow. 10 years old. And, and I've been, you know, I have Pelican cases from 1,200 to, you know, 1,650s, you know. So yeah. I have... You know, every different, you know, and I have all my monitors and never worry ever about my monitors, yeah, you know, true. having a problem inside of a pelican. Because even my kids, my small kids from little wallet size, the wallet size pelican yeah. cases that have the CF and the SDs, I have several of those. Mm. I love them. Yeah. Because the foam inserts inside is just so easy that you don't have to fight it. It's well protected. It's well molded. So you could literally just pop in, pop out. But you buy the cheap ones that cost you ten dollars, fifteen dollars. They break on you. They break on yeah. you, and you then get what the, you pay for the card. Mind you, you paid a lot for these cards. CF, you know, you pay a good penny for them, especially their CF twos. Yeah. So you pop one out, and then you don't notice that little by little you're bending the card. You're bending the card. It's happened to me. I'm not gonna say who because I'm sure he's listening. Danny. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no, Danny. <laughs> the owner of this Alexa Mini. You know, you take out the cards, and little by little, they. You just take them out and it breaks. Yeah. You know, uh, luckily production covered it, but still. <laughs> but it's things like that. You see, something that's so cheap from a Pelican brand that costs $20. They, they didn't want to spend $20. They spent $10 on the case. And it's like, bang, you know, you just had to pay a $500 card because you wanted to, you wanted to be cheap. You wanted to, yeah. So that's why I think it's good. It's, it's a good reminder and a good essential to don't be cheap. Yeah. Invest in good gear. And that's why we bring up the whole pe- bags and pelican because it's part of an AC's essential kit Zach has O'Connor's you have Cinebags I have Ari at the end of the day it's going to do the job it needs to do and that's for you to carry your stuff around what what type of things besides an, an O'Connor that you carry in your kit <laughs> specialty <clears throat> what else do I carry in there Um, like you said tape um the things I don't use all the time, markers, uh, extra expendables. Oh, man. I haven't yeah. had a job in so long, I forgot what's in my, yeah, in yeah. my kit. I, I, <laughs> in all fairness, that is right. Cause we're used to seeing our kit at least three, four times a week. Yeah. But now... This is kind of this is kind of a, a, tough, a tough time to start this podcast because <laughs> none of us are working. So it's like, I don't think any of us remember how to be on set. We're all going to have to relearn everything. So oh yeah. man, um, yeah. So definitely, I think that is one of the essential things that you should consider if you're joining the camera department as an AC, is to build your kit. You know, there's a lot of things that goes into it that we can't name for the details, but the most common things, like Zach mentioned, is your tape, gaff tape, paper tape, of different color and sizes, of course, quarter, half, full inch. And then you have, of course, your pan curls, which is your lens cleaners. Then you have markers of different um, color, but uh, the erasable markers. Then you have your little Sharpies, yeah. bold, um, bold tip, thin tip. Then you have the ch- chalk, different sizes for different things. Be surprised how many... <laughs> How often you think you're not gonna need chalk, and then you do and need, then you it. need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Alternative. as soon as you don't have the chalk, is when that's you when you need it. it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's film karma. Yeah. But uh, let me interject you right. Okay. Quick alternative to film chalk, 
or chalk in general. Um, wood markers. Wood markers. Wood markers. Lumber markers. What are they? Uh, they're like um, a oh, waxy like material. Wax. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Like grease so they, pencils. Exactly, but like a thick grease pencil. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it'll, it'll stick. Yes. It's pretty good. That's actually, I like that. It's different options, you know. Yeah, different options. Just throwing that out there. Um, one thing because we're talking about bags and pelicans. One thing I've 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 always been accustomed is my um, AC belt, my utility belt, okay. my AC belt, and usually I have everything on there, you know. Because not only, I think the fact that you have a run bag and even maybe even a pelican or whatever, you don't longer wear everything around your waist. You know, you don't carry the stubby, you don't carry the extra little camera cam wipe or anything like that. True. Flashlight, Leatherman, you kind of like start consolidating things. And one thing I've, I've used recently, I started to use, do recently, or my last job before we went into this hiatus, was the front chest harness. I was actually going to mention that. That's I used to I used to rock the the belt pack that I had. <laughs> I had I had a pouch for a red battery, uh, one yes. for my phone, one for my Leatherman, one for my you know Flashlight, another little pouch from your Film air Tools, can, air can, <laughs> a water bottle. I mean, I had it all around my, and I was like, man, this is it was starting it to get drags. heavy. It, it hurts. Get heavy. I was like, and I at one point I also had my and your walking. I had a bunch of rolls of tape and my mm-hmm. walking. Oh, so I, you know, I started I started not using the belt. I was like, you know, my belt had been sitting there for like a year because I was like, you know, I kept not doing this anymore. And then I bought the, the the chest harness. And to be honest, man, I've consolidated as much as I can. I have my Leatherman, uh, a stubby, my walkie, and markers, and and and, and yeah, and a couple pens, and you know, a couple marking pens, and that's it. And to be honest, everyone, you know, since I've been wearing it, you know, the last couple, whatever, last six months, everyone's like, man, you look like you're like a SWAT member and all this. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just like. Okay, guys. Yeah, I get the joke. It's it's funny, but dude, it it really makes your job a lot easier. Just like the bags yeah. and the pelicans, they they help your job. Like, so you're not lugging a bunch of things around. You know, it's efficient. It's yeah, it's yeah. true. Because when I first started in the business, you know, I went to Home Depot to get my utility belt. I bought a carpenter's belt mm-hmm. and I started putting. I even had a hammer and everything on set. <laughs> You can laugh, but I didn't know. These yeah, are the things yeah. I didn't know. I, and I saw the picture to this day. I look at it. I'm like, wow. I had a hammer. I had my... Um, was it pink? No, no, no. It wasn't a pink hammer. Not, not the one your mom gave me. Oh. It was a different one. I, I got it. Um, I had my hammer. I had my Phillips, my flathead, my flashlight, my um, tape measure. I had everything I needed, but I had the wrong belt, you know, because I looked like a carpenter. Yeah. Mm. And I even had knee pads because on that day we were working on rocks. So many times I had to go change the lens or something. I just um, knee down on the rocks, and after a while, like this is hurting. So I got knee pads, and um, it's funny you're talking about the front chest harness because I would laugh at one of our friends, Adam, Adam Garcia, from LA. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. He I, I don't the... give him the credit for being the first one to wear one of those. No. But well, yes, you're right. He is one of the first people that I ever saw wear it. Was but Adam. even Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody wears it a lot. Cody, I think uh, he was the first person I saw. Cody, yeah, Cody, Cody, okay. Cody loves it. You know, yeah. The first person that I saw was on a job in in Las Vegas, and we hired a second AC out there, mm. and he had it. And I was like, bro, well, like seriously, you're like, being extra. I'm in. For me, Adam was being extra because Adam had 
um, sharpies on the back of his uh, harness. Yeah. And then he had all the front harness and everything. And I'm like, dude, you're carrying way too much. Because usually what I'm accustomed to now, after so many years of wearing the belt, I will start the day, you know, with my belt on, like everything, you know, my tape, my uh, my, my light, my... Um, your, your hammer? My, <laughs> <laughs> my laser and everything. And then around lunch, I'll take it off. And it, you realize, wow. Yeah. It's a lot. I could do my job faster without it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the show of the kit run to you. <laughs> so honestly, I would just stop, like you said. I just, I'll, I'll take my, I'll take my belt to set, but I just wouldn't let, um, wear it. I'll leave it on, on the cart. And um, I saw you wearing on it. I remember you were doing a merge job, and I was just laughing at you. Too. Yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> like I usually am, anyways. But then Danny came back. Oh, Danny started wearing them too. Danny started yeah. wearing them too. And I did a job in Universal and all the ACs and all the PAs had him. And I'm like, dude, like what I don't get what's what's And they've the been appeal? around they've been around for a while. It's yeah. not like it's something new. Like we didn't discover this with yeah. AC didn't create this for us. Like yeah. this was, you know. Yeah. So I was finally able to get my hands on, you know, with, with Danny. He had one and I'm like, wait, your stubby's there. And your Leatherman's there. And you're flat. And I was like, you know what? I ordered one. It was like $80. And I remember we were filming near um, Miami Lakes. And for lunch, I, I left set. I didn't want to eat whatever they were eating. And I went to go eat at my one of my favorite places, Bolay's. And I'm there walking with the chest harness. And I have my radio on and everything. And the lady goes to me in the counter. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like... <laughs> Does she know I do film? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> she was thanking you for the quarantine. All the movies she was going to watch that you worked on. That's what she was doing. I didn't get it because she gave me a big discount. And I was like, maybe it's my looks. I don't know why. You know, because you know, you know. <laughs> and then I had a sexy beard back then, too. Not what I have now. <laughs> anyway, so I was walking out and I was like, ah. Uh, Dude, Got so it. You, you pretended to be a cop. I didn't pretend to be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we have it recorded already. She gave it to me, and I was like, "What?" And I think oh, I got it. I was like, "She probably thinks I was SWAT or detective or something because yeah. it's what you look like when you know black hat, chest harness, and you have everything, Earpiece. radio, everything." And I was like, "Wow, you know what?" Um, chest harness one, utility yeah, yeah. <laughs> belt zero. zero. Yeah. <laughs> No. So I think is I think is another great um, new new thing to try on and it's very useful and, and handful just to have and I don't feel the back pain or no. whatever it just it's just nice it's it's well supported I mean yeah. everything's there and yeah I even I even actually have a um, mine has Velcro on it so what I've done is I put my filter my, tags my filter tags. Yeah, it's true. Put my filter tags there, so they're easy, and I don't have to, you know, go back to the cart. Or, that's true. You know, so I always have them there. I know what filters I have, so I put them on there, you know, at the beginning of the day. One thing I do like about the filter tags, because, I mean, it is good also to have them nearby. Because many times when they're on my cart and my front box, it's just like, I forget they're there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as I'm looking through my chest, I'm like, oh, okay, good. And one of the things I do like, I did get some clear blank filter tags from... Film filter tags. Film filter tags, yeah. so... There's Shut some up. filters I don't have, but I can just write it on. Yeah. And it's very helpful. You, you know that they also create custom ones, right? So if you yes. need them. Custom, even for to do is custom um, tag for Pelicans. Just yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, a good p- couple places if you guys are interested in purchasing camera AC bags or even Pelicans. If you Google Pelicans, you'll find a whole bunch, to be honest with you. But my favorite place to buy Pelicans is honestly B&H. Oh, yeah. Uh, free shipping and no taxes. You know, okay. I've been, I've actually, I've actually, I never ordered from B and H Pelicans at least. I always get them from Amazon, and I've seen prices are pretty much the same. Same, you know, shipping. Yeah, so, but you have to have a membership with um, Amazon, with Amazon to yeah. get free shipping. Mm-hmm. And then how long does it take? Two days. Two days. Okay. Two days. Pelicans from B and H usually take about three or four days. Yeah. But the thing is that I've noticed that when you order from B and H, you either get it with with foam, um, plug and pull foam, on foam or no foam. And I realized when I ordered from a Pelican authorized dealer, they have different um, inserts. Oh, okay. They have tougher ones, um, more rugged ones. Speaking about inserts for Pelicans, my favorite insert that I have found so far, and I think this company is it's a uh, a new company. It's not, I don't know, maybe like five to ten years old. Is a Trek Pack. Oh, the I Trek love pack. it. They're expensive. They are expensive, they are but really they're worth it. But it is worth it. I mean, I have, you know, and I'll share pictures on our Instagram of our gear and stuff like that with them. I mean, if you thought pick and pluck, you can customize to what you want. This is even, you know, even better. Yeah. But like they say, um, measure three times, cut once. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely had fun and it was a little learning curve type of thing because you want to make sure you have everything. And it is costly because we're talking about even for like a like a pelican what is it um 10 22 or what is it there's a the 1560 which is probably one of the most common one of the most common pelicans right that that trek pack kit is like almost 200 bucks yeah at least 150 to 200 bucks it's worth it it's worth it no absolutely absolutely i think it's a game changer because i mean it's still on the cheap end but it's a game changer because in, in and if you buy a regular um, plug and pull, it's only customizable to whatever you molded it to. Yeah. But with the track pack, you still can change and rearrange the inserts. And if not, you buy a little bit more and you just yeah, get exactly you what you need. But flexibility. Flexibility and also you can connect them. Yeah. So it helps out. So, but B&H is a great avenue for that, for even bags and for Pelicans. You know, film, t- film tools is great, but guarantee you, you will be you will be paying shipping. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, think they, I think they usually have like fifty dollars after fifty dollars is free shipping, but yeah, and they're they're at least from us they're far. So yeah, B and H we can get it in two days if we have to. Um, but Amazon's a great avenue yeah, too. But definitely. definitely, those are the good. Those are the websites I go to for a lot of my expandables because a lot of things I can't find locally. All right, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners, this is Kathy from Film Filter Tags. We are a family owned business specializing in custom filter tags, Pelican nameplates, and much more. Take a look at our website, filmfiltertags.com, and customize your tags today. If you don't see something you need, just reach out and we will help you. For a limited time only, we're offering a 10% off for the camera department podcast listeners. Simply use code TCDP10 at checkout. So moving on, um, so the next topic that we get to speak about is um, actually one that's very important to us. Um, uh, it's actually safety on set. Safety on set, definitely a topic that we feel it was a necessity to speak on. Many times we forget, and 
producers think that we're superhumans. Yeah. You know? And they forget, they, they think that just because we're on the job that we're going to say yes. You know? You have to realize at the end of the day, your life matters too. Absolutely. And you can't say no. So we decided to pretty much dedicate this podcast to safety on set but in remembrance of sarah jones sarah jones is um is a is a second ac that was based out of georgia who unfortunately lost her life um through negligence of you know the production that uh um they were shooting one day on 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 their project and you know things weren't done correctly and you know unfortunately she lost her life so that's why we are dedicating this episode to her um you know here's a little bit of audio from the story a news clip we found online that could give you a little bit more detail of what happened so take a listen and all new tonight on wjcl news we have a disturbing update in the disaster on the movie set the train that struck and killed 27 year old camera assistant sarah jones has released surveillance video from the time of the crash ABC's Chris Connell spoke to an eyewitness and filed this story. 27-year-old Sarah Jones was doing her job, part of the Midnight Rider crew. Based on a memoir by Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers, moments after filming began, a dream sequence on the trestle bridge turned into a nightmare. I just kept saying over and over, Lord help us, God help us. Instructed to place their equipment and a metal bed on these railroad tracks, only to see a train coming towards them at 57 miles per hour. Oh my God, I think we need, a, we need an ambulance. Well, someone got hit by a train. Startling new evidence, just released dramatic video taken by a camera mounted inside CSXQ12519. It shows the Midnight Rider crew racing off the bridge as the train rapidly approaches the bed that's been left behind on one of the rails. I saw the light of that train. It was like the train was right there. So you had seconds to figure out what you were gonna do. Look again and listen as the dramatic scene unfolds. 26 seconds before impact, the engineer starts to blare the horn continuously. Three seconds before impact, it's too late to get the bed off the tracks. On impact, the bed becomes a deadly weapon. Sarah was the first person I saw. She was lying on the side of the tracks dead. The Wayne County DA has charged Randall Miller and three other members of the Midnight Rider team with involuntary manslaughter. They've each pleaded not guilty. A statement from the lawyer of Randall Miller and his wife, producer Jody Savin, says they believe they had permission to be on the tracks from Rainier and CSX. They had no reason to believe that anyone would be placed in danger. They will live with the sorrow of Sarah's death for the rest of their lives. And pretty much what you just heard is a little bit clip snip of a news story that came out. She lost her life because we're all passionate about what we do and we've all heard it. Whatever it takes, get the shot. Yeah. You know, and that's something that we live by and we honor it because 
you know, if something when when there's a hard focus, you know, we're at a T one two, T one five, and even the T one, yeah. and you nail it, you know, you, you there's a sense of like pride, pride, and you're yeah. like, well, yeah, you know. But in Sarah's case, it's it's to my understanding that we're filming on the train track, and there was a train traveling like you heard it almost sixty miles an hour, and they were trying to clear the bed on the track. And like anyone, I, 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 I put myself in that predicament where I'm like, what's the first thing I grab? Lenses and camera. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I mean, that's the only thing we, I think we would think about is to, you know, just grab our stuff and go. But sometimes that, our stuff is heavy and there's a lot of it, you know, for, so for us to, to have to think about those little things, like, um, I, I mean, I can't imagine what she was going through when, especially her, she's a second AC, so that's primarily her job you know the first ac could have been somewhere else um so that's that to us is is very dear to our to our hearts because you know i'm sure alex has and i have we've been in in situations where yeah we made the decision to do you know to get the shot and we you know we 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 took the risk yeah we took a risk and something could have happened to us you know even though we're still here today but something could have happened you know, and, and that's why we have Zach here today with us because, you know, Zach recently, um, I believe it was, you know, you know, sometime last year, the year before, he went through, you know, an experience where um, he himself could have said no, but he had no idea what could have happened. He, you know, he, you know, I, I want you guys to hear his story and understand where he was coming from. Um, that way you guys can make you know, smarter, smarter wiser, wiser decisions. decisions. And it, it gets, at the end of the day, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Because a page, one paycheck is not worth your life. It's not. You know, and so often we do these, yes, we love what we do, no doubt. But we also love the fact we get paid because we need money to pay for our stuff. And so often, more often than not, we say yes to certain jobs with certain restrictions. You know, no second, no this, no that. Knowing that We'll do it, but not knowing that we're going to be restricted and limited. And in this circumstance with Zach, you know, I don't know the full story, but I could only imagine the position you were put in because of a DP, director, or producer, whatever. No, this is a shot we're getting, and you need to get it. That's what we hired you for. Yep. If not, go home. Yeah, and it's tough, especially when you're when you're starting off in in, in the industry. Yeah, you know, you wanna you wanna. Aim to you want to be, yeah. You, you want to be the no. superstar. You yes. want to, you want to. That was one thing, one advice that I, that that a, a friend of mine, you know, gave me a DP that I work with now, Randy. That was the first thing he he told me, you know, just just be the superstar. You know, be the superhero. You know, make save sure that day. save the day. You know, that's that's all you have to do. You know, you that one time you save the day, everyone's always gonna remember you. So that's what we always try to do as ACs is you know save the day and you know. So I'm gonna pass it along to Zach, and you know, I, I, I give us your your give us as much details as you feel comfortable saying. All Say right. whoever's name you want. Oh, care. okay. That's how we're doing it here. <laughs> no, nah. no, no. Um, so honestly, I've had a change of heart about that situation because I was really upset when it first happened. But like you said, we could, you can tell this story and use it as a. Uh, a teaching lesson you know mm-hmm. so i love that you say um we focus on our stuff 
like grabbing the the camera equipment first and um yeah, the, lenses. the lenses and you know camera because at the end of the day when i'm when i have the gear it it's mine you know so took the standard sticks out planted it safely into the sand and i also want to mention the water started at about middle of my shin i felt safe so like what you were like middle of what? your shin so you're middle of my like shin what? i'm five seven four, four inches no of five water? nine actually so like four inches of water Four to six inches, I think. So. Uh, yeah, inches. like like six yeah. inches of water. So basically, you're out in the bay and like a sandbar, pretty it's much. It's a sandbar. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and it's okay, low, low, tide. low tide. Low tide, exactly. Okay. So what? In the mo- uh, midday. 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 Exactly. Maybe like one, two o'clock right. in the afternoon. Um, so I'm safely taking the equipment out there, and I know I have time to carry um, carry the camera out there, cover it, make sure it's at least splash safe. Okay. So I take my time and do that. Yeah. Now what I'm working with is a. Um, now let me Alexa interrupt you. Yeah. You're on your own. You're I the, are you the you're the first or the second? I was the first AC in this situation. First unit. First unit. First unit. First, first AC. Do you have a second? A camera first. Cool. I do have a second. Okay. Right. Now my second though we weren't told by a production we were going to be um, going onto the beach, right? So nobody was prepared to jump into the water. Cody wasn't ready to go into the water. And I also wanted to make sure that I had dry hands inside of the boat in case, you know. Yeah, you had to change lens or whatever. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And were you going to pull focus behind the DP or on the boat? No, I was going to the boat to pull focus. Wow. So how far were you from the camera? Probably about like 30 feet. Okay. Okay, but you were in the boat and that's where you're going to pull focus yeah. from. And I'm guessing the shot was behind the DP. You're behind the DP no matter what. Right, right. However, you're, uh, where the camera was, I was going to be in in, sh- in frame. I wasn't going to be in frame. Uh, I could see all the action from behind. Okay, perfect. The deep, from where and he where was And where was be. second unit and DP? So, where, where was production all of this? Because it's to my understanding how you're painting the picture. You and your second with the boat. And there's a driver, of course, because I don't think you could drive a boat. Right, right. Um, Where's everybody else? So on the the first boat with myself and my, my second AC, we had the director, DP, um, I believe we had the PM with us, um, and the creative director. Wow. Yeah. So our, sh- our boat was packed. What was it? Music video? What was it? This uh, was a music commercial? video for Cardi B. Oh, okay. 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 And yet, and yet I don't think I want to get any more specific on that. Uh, no, no, that's fine. It's no, fine. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's not her fault. Yeah. Right, right. Or was it? Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so you put the camera, you, you build it out, um, you cover it for splash proof, you said, and then you're about six inches of water, which is not that much. Right. You know? So it's also low tide. Exactly. So, so it's low tide. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm mindful, yes, the, the tide is going to change. Hmm. Um, but I'm like, we're going to get this shot off. In time, yeah, you know, yeah you're trying to make it happen. I, yeah, exactly. And I always have this, 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 um, I guess, uh, trustworthiness about production that they're gonna try and get it off as fast as possible. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have that too. So, you you know, know? I'm not trying to, yeah, but I used to have that too. And you didn't have any nautical lead or anything like that safety no nothing guy nothing nothing not even and i don't think we had enough grips either to for somebody to be out there and help me with 
um, this camera, the camera that was okay, Alexa Mini with a um, optimal. 20 to 290 24 to 290 24 to 290 Tollage. yes thank you um which is a massive lens yeah yeah you know that plus the o'connor head you know everything locked inside of a bag that's not moving unless you're you're he-man yeah you know locked into the sand at this point so um it's me and the dp uh, setting up the shot he looks at it He's okay with it. Goes back into the pontoon boat. Gets a ride to go to B unit, who is on a another pontoon boat, but they have a crane on their boat. Oh wow! Okay. Nice. The the idea of their their shot was going to be fly in over my camera and swoop in into Cardi B while she's like twerking on this this pole in the middle of the sandbar. Production had money because if you have a crane. On yeah. a boat. On a boat. There's Multi- multiple boats. Yeah, multiple There's boats. multiple boats. Yeah. You know? And so to get around, they also had jet skis to <laughs> transport people. Okay. So, you know, there's, there's a little yeah. bit of money there. But the, the thing that I think the first red flag is the fact you don't have any nautical leads. Or a grip in the water with me. Yeah. That, I'm talking about that was the first flag because when anything you ever have water in regards to water, especially out into the open water, you need to have nautical leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, all this is happening. Take, take so, us closer to the cheese. To the cheese, yeah, we're getting to the to the the meat of the sandwich here. So um, he goes over to CB unit, and um, I guess he doesn't he doesn't like their shot where they're placed at first mm-hmm. in the water. So he's like, okay, I want you guys closer to Zach. Take your boat closer to Zach. Oh boy. Mind you, I'm already in the water. I'm safe. I'm looking at the shot, just waiting for him to come back. Because I'm not going to leave this camera in the water by itself. Okay. I can't go back to the boat. And it's not a one-man job to take it back. Anyway. And question, why were you going to put focus on the boat? Because that unit, the fizz, I was having, I wasn't going to put that in the water. Okay. You know, I didn't want to take the risk splashing you know, up into my yeah, chest yeah, yeah. or anything. And my, my monitor, which I wear on my chest, you know, so that all that equipment into the water, no good. Okay. So, so second unit is moving closer, closer towards you. Second unit is moving closer towards me and I can see the boat moving towards me. And at first where they first land is a safe distance away from me. I want to say, I want to say maybe like 60 feet away from me. Okay. Decent. You know, I could I could yell to them, I could communicate with them, and and I didn't feel like they were too close. Yeah. So at this point, everything is pretty normal except for not having you know a safety person. Um, Extra so, grips. I mean, yeah, it's it's normal to put the the camera in the water. On a music like, video is yeah, normal because you're always gonna be shorthanded. Yeah. Right. 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 And and it, I also want to mention like at the beginning of music videos, it's it's slow pace. Well, it, some music videos like. Not, nothing happens really until talent is there. Yeah, then everything yeah. pops off. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's go, 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 go. And talent, I guess they show up talent, 10 talent, hours late. Yeah, talent is usually 10 hours late. So exactly. Yeah. Right? So, I'm sitting out in the water waiting for things to, to take off. And then finally they do. And the DP's still not ready yet. But he's he, he wants B unit still closer to me. So, now there's a rush for B unit to get closer to me. And, um... 
I can I can see them moving, inching closer, and I can see these guys uh, yank up the the pole anchors that they had for the pontoon boat, mm-hmm. and so they just let the boat drift towards me. How how deep is the water now? Because I feel like for a boat to even move closer to okay, you, it's over so, six inches. Yes. So by this time, it's been about I want to say like fifteen minutes. I've been standing out there 15, 20 minutes, and now it's about knee high, a little bit higher than my knees. Wow, that's a big oh, difference, though. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. more than a foot. Water's moving fast, yeah. right? So, um, I want to say maybe another ten feet or so. I see them get closer. And I'm like, "Yo, you guys are too close. You guys are too close," and they're still drifting, still drifting. I'm now I'm yelling at the top. Like, you guys are too close. Are engines on at this point? The engines are still not on. What they try and do is put the the, the power poles, the power poles back into the water. It's not working. They're yeah. still sliding towards me. So now they're, I want to say 10, 15 feet away from me. And um, the, the captain sees me obviously. And he, uh, powers on the engine mm-hmm. and the the rudders turn on so what does a boat do in the water it it wants to drift and yeah. sway and, and stuff right so the back yeah, there's the no brakes there's no brakes on a boat there's you no brakes on the stop boat. a boat it's either you know you're gonna you're gonna drift and hit something or turn on the motors and, and go and try to move somewhere else but he couldn't do that he he was still drifting too fast so when he turns on the the engines, um, front of the boat sm- spins around, smacks into the front of the lens, front of the camera, and I'm okay. When I see all of this coming towards me, I instinctively I'm like, this camera's not going down on my watch. I'm take I'm gonna take this camera and try and haul it as fast as I can out of the water, but I'm not moving that fast. So I turn to the boat, <laughs> and I put my arm out. Like I'm gonna fight this boat. I wanted to save the day. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. tried to save the. I tried to save this camera. So, um, the boat is coming towards me. Hits the front of the camera, and um, I'm still holding on to the camera. It's leaning back into the the uh, to the water, and all that weight that's being pushed against me um, puts me into the water, and. Next thing I know, I'm underneath the boat, still holding on to the camera. But you're submerged in water. <laughs> but I'm submerged in water. But I can feel the camera above me. So I'm holding the camera above me with the the sticks, the lens, everything. And um, I how, feel... I mean, how, how much time has gone since you got hit from, hit by the boat, by the front of the boat, to this point where you're underneath? Oh, man, that, that, that was really like quick. anyone has come to help you at this point. No, it was really quick. It was really quick. The The moment I got hit, went underneath the boat and everything. So I think it was uh, the AD that jumped in. At, like as soon as he saw me go under mm-hmm. and be unit, the first on B unit screaming at me to drop the camera, drop the camera. So once I knew somebody had the camera, though, I let it go. And I was like, OK, somebody came, got me from underneath the boat and threw me inside. That's crazy. I mean. You think you have time, but you don't. No. And like I said, the first thing you want to think about is saving the camera and the lens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the two things that you're always near. But in the water, man, you can't move fast. You in the can't water. move fast enough. And to think like 
Yeah, 10, 15 feet. You know, once that once the guy turned the motor, it was just like a whole different avenue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't, I, I can imagine that once he turned on the motor and he went to try to move, it just swung the front of the, the, the boat towards you. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, just to give our, to those who are listening, I mean, an Alexa Mini all decked out about 80 grand. Add all the bells and whistles, Teradek, motors, all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Easily a hundred. Yeah, and that's uh, not even tw- including the lens. And the lens itself is a twenty-four to ninety Anginu. That's another hundred grand. Plus the six sticks are like eight thousand dollars, ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Plus yeah. a head that's is fifteen thousand. Easily what a quarter million. Yep. Just like that. But you can't put that price versus your life, and nope. you know it's sad that you were put it in a predicament where naturally you want to be the hero because I mean that's in all of us and you want to try to save it I don't think I don't think at that moment you're thinking oh my job they're going to fire me if I don't save the camera you just something <sighs> no you're, you're trying to you're, no, trying, to, you're I, trying to do your job you're trying to yeah. you know yeah our, exactly our, our job on set is to make sure nothing happens to the camera yeah. so and I take that to the, heart yeah I take that to heart and as soon as that camera I, as, as soon as I saw that boat coming towards me and I, I knew it was too close, I was like, oh, this is this doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going. And I already had thoughts in my mind like in our our industry, our reputation is all we've got. Yeah, yeah, it's and, true. And word travels fast. And word travels so fast. So I knew as soon as that boat came too close, I was like, oh, man, if this if this camera hits the water. And then the camera hit the water. Oh my god! I already know what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, because I heard about it within maybe thirty minutes. You see that? And you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, and people have video of it. Oh, there's and video. Of there's it? a picture <laughs> of me. <laughs> the B unit second has a picture of me happily, safely, safe distance away from the boat before it all went down, because he did stop yeah. before. Um, he got too close. And then the DP said, no, I want it right above Zach's camera. So let me ask wow. you a question. Just so, for the people that don't know, that are not in the industry, that are going to listen to this, um, DP is... Director of Photography. Director of Photography, right? Randy Valdez. <laughs> not, on on. Not, not on, on this, this job. job. Not on this job. Not on this job. So DP is the head of art department, right? Right. Where is the DP in all of this? The DP is... I believe he's back on my boat at this point. Okay. And from, so from, according to what you said was 30 feet away. Yes. So, so he w- but he wasn't on B unit's boat. Not at this point. No, no. he was on. Your he made boat his way back. Was, okay. Yes. So he's, he's watching this all happen with the, the director and the creative director mm-hmm. and the UPM. And once I get back on the boat, man, what was his first words to you? You almost lost your life. Technically, yeah. I, I honestly never knew. I mean, I heard stories and different variations of it, but I never heard you were under the boat. Yeah, I never that heard that right either. there, just like, no. no. You know, I've, I've wow. heard weird stories. Because I remember the first time we had the conversation, because obviously I went to you to talk to you first. Um, someone told me something totally different happened. I think you had dropped the camera off the boat or something like that or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what does a DP say to you as soon as you get back to your boat? He says to me, thank you for taking one for the team. I know you tried to save the camera. Thank you for trying to take one for the team. Did production give you a hard time 
for the they damages? didn't. No, they didn't give me a hard time for the damages. But what upset? Yeah. So, camera hit water, right? Camera mm-hmm. went in the water. Oh yeah. How deep? Okay. Submerged in what? Some submerged in salt water, probably. I want to say maybe like two feet. Two feet. For but how that long? that that's the that's the lens yeah, and the front. No, 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 for sure gone already. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But did people come to you or to the camera first? That's an interesting, good question. The AD came to me first, but I don't, I don't blame them for for trying to save the camera either. Did they try to save the camera first, knowing and saw they first saw you and like no. he's okay? No, 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 no. Because uh, the first on B unit is actually a good friend of mine, so he's of course concerned for my safety. Same, you know, B unit they were all concerned for my safety. They. Yeah. They weren't worried about the camera. Okay. Of course, the camera is a concern, but once they saw me go under the water, I think everybody snapped into reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Two feet. Two feet. Yeah. And the fact that the engines were running. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could be crushed by the, by the boat. Like it's not. Right. It definitely could have been a lot worse than just an L&D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what really got to me was that like I'm sitting on so I got picked up put into B units boat and I'm sitting on the back of the boat and I just hear laughing and who who's laughing the director and the DP oh yeah and I mean it's it's, it's I think it's also a sense of relief like okay they're yes. not mad so I'm sure they're not laughing at me they're just laughing at the situation situation you and know? we still have a whole day to shoot like <laughs> Yeah, and but I'm all I, about I that feel, positive energy thing, but but that's great. That's I think you should have a positive energy towards it. But when you're starting to hear other people that didn't go through what you just went through, and they're all having a good time and laughing, you kind of start feeling like, man, are you really part of this crew? Are you really? Are they really gonna take care of you? Because obviously, something like this happened once, right? Mm-hmm. It can happen again. Oh yeah, for sure. No, you it know? definitely will if we continue to yeah. um, have productions that play so loose that try and cut corners and. Um, without having a, a, a safety meeting or uh, just time to do your due diligence. Yeah, yeah because speak, speaking about safety meetings, I remember after the whole incident with Sarah Jones, every single job right after, safety meeting yeah. at the top end of everything. And I think safety meetings are good to have. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those where I find it boring. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, but one thing I, I, I've come to realize, understand that on union sets, there are safety meetings. And then afterwards, there's always a PA running around making sure you sign a waiver saying you did attend the safety meeting. And might be annoying, but guess what? You knew you were present. You didn't pay attention. It's all yeah. on you because that's where they tell you. We had we have car chases. We have fireworks. We have guns going off, um, prop guns going off, you know, blanks and stuff like that. That's where you know the details of the days because remember, as camera assistants, we're not there in the pre-production. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we don't find out stuff to the day of. Mm-hmm. So if you're not present, you're lost. And that's why all, I think it's important to always have a good second AC with you that's well trained, because you can leave him doing certain stuff and you go to the meeting, or of course he comes with you mm-hmm. and you're all informed, which I think is, it is better that way. Absolutely. So, I was telling John on the on the first podcast that we did how 
and we're breaking some stuff on set, you know? And I was devastated because I don't break stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you feel after that job or right after that incident? I was almost brought to tears. I was sitting on the back of B unit's boat, like almost shaking because I'm thinking about how fast this is going to spread and what people are going to say about it or how this story is going to be twisted and turned. Yeah. You know how you play, have, you guys have played telephone, yes, telephone. before, yeah, telephone. I'm sure. And by the end of the person, it's a totally different message. Yeah. Yes. So I, I knew that was going to happen. And a person of my work ethic is, yeah. is something that um, when you first, when you first see it, I feel like it sticks with you. But if you don't know me and you just hear that story, yes, it's true. It's devastating. Yeah. Right. Because like you said, word travels fast. And the same thing is, you know, all of, all of our jobs are word to mouth majority. So if I don't give a job your way, or even if I send a job your way, and then I tell him, yeah, call him. He's a great AC, blah, blah, blah. His name is Zach, you know? And there, and it's, it, it could be a time where like, oh, Zach, I know that name. Cardi B, yeah, that same week. Mm-hmm. That, that follows you no matter where you go. Right, exactly. Um, however, like, and looking back on that event now, I kind of uh, own up to it because I know I did my absolute best to try and save that camera. Um, and it's kind of like a badge. Like, I'm willing to go so far for this, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, like, I guess one of the messages that we want to kind of convey here is, you know, you do understand that, you know, Obviously, I'm a hundred percent sure you learned from this because this was however long ago it was, and yeah, you like know, a I've year. Worked, yeah, I've worked with you plenty of times after that, and so has Alex. Um, but you do understand that you could say no, right? Yes. Like, or 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 was that or was production on you in a way where you couldn't say no? I could have said no. Um, however, I didn't. I didn't think I was in a position of danger up until yeah. it was too late. You know, that that change of camera position for B unit was not something that was told to me. Yeah, that was, was happening. All I saw was B unit's boat coming towards me. Yeah. You know, at first they're a safe distance, next thing I know they're drifting towards me. Yeah. Why they're drifting towards me? I have no idea. Nobody told me that they were going to be right next to me. And you didn't have walkies to communicate? No. No, I mean, it's also walkies. tough to have walkies in the water. I mean, so I, but I that's, agree. Because that's, that's, that's my problem with the whole situation that you went through is that I feel since, you know, telephone was played after this whole situation, you know, stories got twisted. And what happened is a lot of people... Your reputation got damaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people spoke negatively about you when, you know, you, you know, telling your story now, we understand that. You weren't in a in a in a dangerous position. You were in something normal. I mean, I've done that before. I have a music video that I did, you know, and there was a lot more boats. There was a lot of people in the water, and mm-hmm. it was the same thing on a sandbar, mm-hmm. you know. So now you sharing your story. Now I understand that, you know, like people shouldn't have made their opinions about what happened without being there because you weren't in any danger. You no, it was not- a regular regular, you know job yeah it's it's dangerous being in the water but 
I mean, it, it was nothing out of the out of the ordinary. Because no, it's that's, easy that's to fair. say it's Zach's fault for the water for yeah. the camera going into the water, right? Mm-hmm. Because you survived. But God forbid it would have been the other way around. You die because you try to save the camera. Production would have been the ones everyone been pointing the finger. Yeah, and that's just sad. Exactly. that's a sad but the reality of the truth. And that's why we wanted to dedicate this podcast to safety on set and remembrance of Sarah Jones, because one of the things that we've realized is that it could happen to any of us. Yeah, you know, one of the known hashtags for Sarah Jones is Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Jones is all of us, and that can couldn't be any more true. You know, some more often than not we we do easy jobs. <laughs> But there's jobs where we literally put our lives on the line. Yeah. You know, any car chase we do, any follow vehicle we do, that's not properly structured to have the right um, safety line guidelines. It's a danger. How many times have you been in the backseat of a car, town is driving, and the DP's on the, on the passenger side. side with the camera? Yep. Alone this year, I've done at least five of them. But what happens if the, yeah with no safety harness no safety no, no helmets if, no nothing what happens if if the talent hits something DP is gonna get hit with the airbag yeah mm-hmm. and the camera's gonna go flying and I guarantee you at least I know I don't I don't wear a safety I don't wear a seatbelt when I'm pulling forward in the back seat because I have to deal with I, don't, uh, yeah. I have to deal with audio too Mike is a big guy come on yeah <laughs> no <laughs> you yeah know? And we have all this all this gear with us so we have to be at the ready to move fast like. Especially when we're doing car shots. Car shots are, you know, like you said, some t- most of the times they're not like planned correctly or they're not an all-day thing. It's it's a, oh, shit, we need this car shot. Let's get in. Let's do it quickly. So there's no there's no talk about safety. And yeah. that's, you know. And even some of the worst um, or the horrific stories of onset lack of safety, Bruce Lee's son and the, and the blank gun mm-hmm, that wasn't yeah. a blank bullet, you know. Um, I, I recently heard about this, uh, I want to say, I think it was a PA or a stunt woman who passed away on a big budgeted series. She just now got, um, um, she, won the, yeah. she won the lawsuit, but it took how many years? Two, three years. Yeah. It's just not worth it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a low budget feature, a Cardi B music video. No. Yeah. This uh, happens in, this happens in, in, in all, all levels, in all levels of budget production. Food. I mean, I've, I've heard of the same thing on, a an accident on a on a stunt you know in a big movie in a big you know um what was it it was transformers i believe it was the movie you know some big accident happened that it, it happens it's not like it's it's not like because we're doing lower budget stuff that it's we're not at risk we're not we're everyone's at risk you know it's, it's just, just, it's just so safety it's, precautions that production and when we speak of production we're talking about above the line people yeah. we're talking about producers upm 80s directors I think DP's under. Right? Yeah, DP's under. Yeah. But those people who are in charge of the onset daily action, who give the green light to yes and no, I mean, those are the people who have to take more into account that, you know, at any one moment, safety could turn. A good example, I mean, I think we, all three of us were on that job that we did on the, uh, the Toyota job, the commercial job, that we mm. were on the... On the process trailer. On the process trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you remember correctly, I didn't like it because he was screaming at me, but I give him all the reason. When I jump off the process trailer, process trailer to switch batteries on my camera because it was dying, 
I'm like, dude, why are you screaming at me? The AD. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? No, you're 100% right. Yeah. Because I was trying to be the hero and not have my camera shut down during a take. So I jumped off the process trailer. I hooked, unhooked myself, jumped off, jumped off to the backside of it. And he's, they, he's just going at me. And I was like, bro, why are you screaming at me? But then at the end, I, I've come to a realization. You know what? No, you're trying to look out for my well-being. Yeah. You know, and it's not because you were the AD and you're trying to keep a nice clean track record. No, because you show you showed an earnestly value for my life, and I appreciated that. Because again, I gotta remember, yeah, it's a shot, a shot that we could lose, or guess what, we could do it again. Yeah. You can't put a price <clears throat> on your life for a shot. Definitely can't. Um, moving forward, you know that's why, like I said, this is dedicated to in, um, safety on set. And one of the things that I've came to discover during the process of looking up and researching Sarah Jones because this hit, this made waves. Oh yeah, yeah. made big waves. It's still being. It's still making waves in the industry. You know, there's a whole, th- there's a whole um, treasure own webpage and everything, but there's a whole um, charity in her in, in her honor. You know, and if you go to her, her website, it's there, and it's something we don't forget because it's. It's a, it's a former celebration that she, it's sad that we had to lose her for all this to come into awareness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, her Instagram account, which is Slate for Sarah, is still active, and many, many, if not all, people in the film industry still to this day, from when she passed away in two thousand fourteen, every year there's a Slate for Sarah day. For Sarah, so that's why when you when when you are on set and you see on the slates, it's all pretty much engraved because of her honor. Um, slate for Sarah, recipe Sarah Jones, safety for Sarah, SOS, or Sarah Jones is 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 one of us, is all of us, you know, so that we don't forget. Because I remember recently a, a UPM was like, why do we still have her name on the slate? Hmm. And I was like, I was bothered. Was like. Because I guess you just don't know, you know, and it's it it's like an honor badge now, it is. because you don't take your job lightly. Because again, Sarah Jones is 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 all of us. Because we could too be on that train tie. We too can be under that boat, yep. and it could have been a, a, a turn for the worse. So it's important for us to learn and know safety precautions on set, and if we're ever. And if we ever put in a situation where we're, our life, oh, I'm sorry, our, our job is at risk at being lost because we don't want to do a certain shot, they've actually created a hotline for this. You know, if you go to your uh, app store, which is either Apple or um, Google Play, Google Play or whatever, there's a safety app and it's called ICG Safety. While it's basically union based, doesn't matter, um, they have numbers from all the top networks and everything in there. Where you can make anonymous calls and you're like, hey, listen, I'm on this job. This is going on. And it's unsafe. You report and you don't have to give your name or anything. Yeah, I think that's a great lifeline for, for all of us because sometimes we don't want to, you know, um, I guess make waves or, or, or call attention to ourselves for something yeah. that, in, in a way, yeah, it's for our benefit which we should do no matter what but we also don't want to slow down the production because it's what we love to do you know and we don't want to we don't want to have that reputation where you know we're that person but 
you if if your production wants to have the reputation of being unsafe, then you know what? I'm glad we have those hotlines that we can call and you know and anonymously, you know, report productions like this. Yeah, it's definitely not worth the shot if it's your life on the line. It's not. It's no. not. But I think it is important to keep productions accountable. Agreed. Absolutely. Because we, I feel like we've had um, a few productions that come from out of town and they're trying to play it loose because they need to get it in this weekend. They need to get these things this weekend right now. Some things without permits, some things it's a little bit sketchy, dangerous, but it needs to happen right now. And um, I would hope that in the future productions are uh, kept accountable so that yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, but it's also that's why it's important for 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 us, but even you to share your story because you should have never been put in that predicament. You know, and what I, started one way ended totally different. Yeah, but to be devil's advocate, I don't think. Um, that production saw that coming. No one ever does. Yeah, yep. nobody, nobody ever. I'm does. sure nobody saw the train coming. Um, right. In Sarah's situation. Right. But once you're on a live track, you know something is up. The mm-hmm. same thing in the water. Forget, forget it being a, a boat. What have you gotten been about a shark? Right, right. Two feet of water is more than enough for a baby shark to bite you, mm-hmm. or something else. Or, I mean, there's a lot of situations that could happen, especially out in the water. I mean, the yeah. train, you're dealing with one thing that, you know, it's still not safe. But in, in the water, I feel it's, you know, we, we deal with a lot more dangerous stuff being out in the water because you don't know. You don't know what's underneath and you don't know, you know. What's to come. What's Because you right. even said boats, they had jet skis around. Yeah. Right. What happens if somebody's driving a jet ski? They and they lose careless. control. Mm-hmm. And lose control. Yeah. And it's a music video. So, you know, they are kind of being yeah. loose. Yeah. Music videos. There's a lot of drinking and a lot of drinking, and there are drinking. There's drinking, drugs, and alcohol. Well, drinking and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So. And crafty sucks on those music videos. Oh, I didn't eat that day. So we'll 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 talk about. You have to invite me back for the crafty session. (laughs) Crafty session. (laughs) Yeah. That's a crafty podcast. That's Alex's favorite topic. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, man. So production. Keeping them accountable will keep them from misusing us. And um, for because, exa- like I said, I didn't eat that day. Just got hit by a boat. Um, was there an onset medic? Yeah, you see, if you have to think about it. Yeah, there's usually, no, nobody yeah. came to see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody came <laughs> to see me. If that's what you're asking. So that's no. no, nobody asked me if I was okay either. You know, I, I think that's one of the um, things that production tries to cut corner because it's like, I've been on 10 productions in the last two months or whatever, and we haven't had anything. Let's not pay a, a safety person on yeah. set. Yeah. And it sucks why when you do need it, there they're it not is. there. You know, I, I think that's something that production should. I mean, I kid you not. They, if you think you do less, if you think I do less, they do less than I do. <laughs> but I'd rather have them on set. On standby, then need him and not have him. No, for sure. For sure. John, as we come to the closing, any closing remarks you want to share with our listeners? Um, <clears throat> definitely want to just remind our listeners, especially if you're, you know, green in our industry, 
just make sure you know your rights and make sure you know, you know, you can always say no. You know, I get it. We're all going to be put in situations where um, we're going to want to be the hero. But sometimes being alive is better than being a hero. Yeah. And, you know, closing hashtag, rest in peace, Sarah Jones. You're fallen, but not forgotten. Well, guys, I think that's it for us. Thank you for listening to the Camera Department Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to our Instagram at the Camera Department Podcast. If you'd like to be part of our podcast, please make sure to send us an email to info at thecameradepartmentpodcast.com or send us a message on our Instagram. Take care.